Hello everyone, it's Melissa and welcome. This is part five in our 12 episode series on the 12 days of podcasting. Now I know I'm seriously behind and I'm really making the attempt to catch up because for me, I wanted to produce 12 episodes and that's exactly what I'm doing, albeit not exactly how I had planned it, but here we go. So day five in our series, let's get started. Before we get started, everybody, just wanted to let you know that I've got the case of the allergies today, so my throat is not exactly 100%. So if I sound a bit out of it, well, yeah, allergy season. Thankfully, it's not the flu, so that's a good, that's always a plus. It's always good to think on the bright side. Well, hey guys, and welcome. This is episode five in our 12-part series. Officially, this is episode eight of Mel's Podtastic Life. So that's why I give the files names like MPL episode eight, because it's still part of the big podcast, but it's part five in our 12 part series. So glad to have you guys here. Um, I want to bring 2021, you know, to a, a wonderful close and bring 2022 in with a bang. And that's what I plan to do with this podcast. And the reason I mention that is because today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about writing. And more specifically, what is your holiday writing soundtrack? Now, for some people, they like to put on, you know, just music, and that's fine. That's great. I love to write with music and holiday ambience. So, um, sometimes they have YouTube videos where they've got instrumental Christmas music over a fireplace and you can sometimes even see a fireplace. And I bet, you know, for people that, you know, can see, I bet that really, you know, has an impression and it's very relaxing and calm, but I like those kinds of soundtracks. I like music with the holiday ambiance because it really helps you, um, when you're writing, especially when you're doing a short story, helps with the imagination. For me, music does wonders. And some people, they have to write in complete silence. And some, they write in the noisiest environments, and I envy them. Because for me, when I'm in noisy environments, I tend to want to know what all the fuss is about. There's so much going on around me. I like a calm, quiet place to write. I can't write just anywhere. Some people can just take out their computer and write on the bus or write on whatever. I can't. That's something I cannot do no matter what. I just don't have that talent. So if you have a, uh, if you have the ability to write in very noisy environments, you are a very, very blessed person, I would think, because I can't write in, in such a crowded area because then there's just too much going on. Part of the reason, though, is unfortunately years ago I was a victim of a crime and just there's that natural preservation there. Like I'm more concerned with uh, staying fully aware with my surroundings and, uh, you know, just finding out what's going on. And that's one disadvantage, I guess, that disconnects the the visually impaired from the right, the sighted writing community. It, it feels almost like the visually impaired have a writing community to their own because for one, 
One of the biggest pieces of advice that I get from a lot of writers is you need to go off the grid and disconnect. Well, going off the grid is is a bit impossible for me because I use a computer to write. So I need some form of electricity, um, which, you know, you can take your computer and write in a lot more places than you used to be able to. You used to not be able to take your computer to the beach or to the park. You know, that at least we can do, which is great. But some people, they basically will sit face to face with me and say, you know, there's nothing like writing, the actual act of writing with a pencil or a pen and taking your journal or your notebook and your pencil or pen into like an abandoned, you know, cemetery or into like, I've been told to go to a graveyard. Uh, Apparently there are a few of my, um, few of the friends in a local writing group I used to attend who got a lot of ideas from a graveyard and, you know, definitely graveyards have a lot of bodies, a lot of lives, a lot of secrets. There, there's a, there's a lot of great material if you spend time writing in, in a graveyard, but that's where people who are blind differ because we obviously don't use the same devices if we were still in the early 20th century, we'd have Braille, but, you know, you'd have to either lug around a heavy Braille machine or you'd have to literally dictate everything. So it, it requires the use of multiple devices. And sometimes sighted people, you know, when when we say that there's no way for us to go off the grid, they're like, oh, there is a way. You just need to, you know, let go of all the distractions. And that they they don't quite get it. They don't quite understand that you need to use other devices to perform the same tasks that they're doing simply with a pencil and pen. And that's what's actually created a huge gap. When I talk to sighted writers, um, most of it, I'm very on point and we're very equal um, in, in our, you know, either our reading or whatever. We could write stuff, you know, a lot of sighted people do type and, and they do type their novel novels and everything else. And so for the most part, you know, it's a community that you could really enjoy being a part of, but there are times when that becomes a bit of a disconnect. For me, I feel like writing is, it's something that I have to do in a safe environment because then I could let myself go. I don't think I'd feel safe writing alone in an abandoned or, or a, a graveyard period, you know, cause, uh, somebody might come to visit their relatives and whatever and find it a bit odd. What are they doing? And I don't see what they're doing. And I just, I I feel like writing in a graveyard would be, um, unless I had somebody with me, I could trust. I, I just don't feel like that's a safe place to be writing. But more importantly, the reason I mention all of this is because 2022 is coming up and every year, Every year I try to make a New Year's resolution that I need to write more often. I try to um, enter journaling courses. I, I try to join clubs where they do journaling. I try to get myself into it. Um, but as with a lot of New Year's resolutions that people have, either you just run out of time, you get overwhelmed with life, or with, with writing, it's hard to think of something to write about. You know, it's, and you're just like, you know, (laughs) so you're sitting there with this computer and this blank document and you're like, 
okay, now what next? And so you go online, you look up writing prompts to generate, you know, ideas. But the holidays are full of so many great memories. I find that the holidays are the easiest time for me to write because they just, they bring back so much of the, the rich childhood experiences that I had, you know, all, all that, the music too, with, with the ambiance, just plain Christmas music. That's nice. I like to put on plain Christmas music when I'm decorating the tree or baking cookies or, you know, just hanging out with loved ones. But when I write, there's got to be some kind of holiday noise in with this music. There's got to be either maybe a snowy winter day with somebody walking through the snow. Have you ever just listened to somebody walking through the snow? Doesn't it just sound amazing? It just, or like when you walk through the snow, do you ever listen to the way your feet, you know, tread on the snow and just having that stuff is very fascinating. Um, and a fireplace is another one of my favorite sounds. I love festival streets. You know, I've, I've heard some recordings, some people in the blind, like audio mo community and stuff would upload recordings of festivals or celebrations that are going on. And just that background noise where it's not too loud. It's kind of there in the background where you could just barely notice it. And you hear people walking down the streets, you hear the holiday bells, you hear the children all excited. And it, it really just gets the imagination going. I need to start writing more. I'm nearing the end of my degree. And this is, to me, it's very important. It's very serious. I'm nearing um, a part of my life where I'm going to have to make decisions about a career and about a lot of things. And I need to discipline myself to write more. So the idea for me to do was to start a journal. I started it in 2021, but I only did about three or four entries. And then I stopped. 2021 was also not a very good year. Um, we had financial trouble. There's been a lot of medical trouble. Um, I had a hospital stay. Uh, in July and it was only for one night, but I hurt my back and it really affects how I live now. It just, there's been a lot that's happened this year that I now have to be, you know, very vigilant about. And so it's, it's very, very natural. You get overwhelmed with life, you know, writing becomes, I don't want to say less of a priority, you know, so I ended up just deleting that that new journal that I started because I'm like, well, I want to be consistent about it. And the thing is, is just trying to keep up, even when you have nothing to write about and nothing to talk about. But like the podcasting for me, I honestly, I get so excited about it, but with very few listenership, very few comments on the podcast, it, it does tend to get discouraging. And it's not that it's, it's not a reason to quit, not at all, but it, it does get very discouraging when you don't have like minds, you know, piping up and saying, Hey, this episode reminds me of this. And, and, you know, and then you guys can start talking about it. But for me, I feel like there's, there's got to be something that can help in this time. And that's when I turn to, you know, getting myself prepared for 2022, because in 2022, I'm going to be taking a, um, a course on publication 
and learning about how to publish to different literary journals and things like that. And it's, it's going to be really, really fun, but I also need to start writing more. So I need to actually make a resolution and stick to it. Uh, I think, you know, when I came into 2021, I was so tired of 2020. Um, I had a lot of things happen to me. Um, and I came in with so much excitement and then all the financial problems and all this stuff started happening. And it just, it, you know, it, it wears down your spirit and you try to keep up, you try to keep that positive thinking, you try to keep the good vibes going and it gets harder and harder sometimes. And you're in the middle of a pandemic. And one of my most recent irritations is that there's, there's just so many rude people right now. I've actually mentioned this to my friends several times. You know, there was an article in Psychology Today, I believe, where I read about um, basically why are people being so rude right now? And, you know, because we're facing this pandemic, um, there's a lot of political stuff that's going on that, you know, people would rather not have, you know, infiltrate their holiday celebrations, but it does. You know, there's the the vaccines, there's this virus, and people have their theories about the vaccines. And then we've we've got the uncertainty of the economy, you know, things people are still trying to recover, not to mention lots of loved ones died from this virus. So there's a lot of heartache and there's a lot of sadness. I told my creative writing professor um, in a journal or an entry that I was writing, I said, we have a lot to celebrate and yet the melancholy hangs over us like an inescapable fog. It, it just, it feels like this Christmas is very, very different. You can feel it in the air. Normally, like it's very vibrant and festive and exciting and yes, and just the electricity in the air, you can feel that. You can feel that charge just pulsing through you. And it's, and it's amazing to feel that, but you've got people who are very unhappy you know, they're worried about the economy. They've either lost loved ones and they've become very, very bitter and rude. I recently mentioned when I went traveling, like every Uber driver denied me and my guide dog. Um, you know, we've just been having a lot of just rudeness. And to me, and it's not just to me, it's to a lot of people. I have a friend who takes phone calls every day for a certain, you know, company. And people are just, you need to help me right now. And it's like, dude, everybody's just so angry and so just in a state of melancholy. It's, it's sad. It's really sad. Come on. This is Christmas. You know, there should be more festivity and kindness and, and happiness and excitement you know, and I also get it. You don't want to get your hopes dashed again. You don't want there to be another lockdown. I totally understand it. But there's so much melancholy. It's almost like you're almost afraid to turn your face to the world. When in reality, this is a time when we should be in the world and enjoying 
one another's company and celebrating the Christmas holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, any of them. You know, we're supposed to be with people and enjoy our festivities and and have a good time. But that's not happening. And, you know, it's understandably so to an extent, you know, because there's a lot of hard times and people are having a lot of hardships to deal with. And there's been a lot of death and it's, it's sad. It's, it's wrong. And I get it. But that does not mean that needs to stop the rest of us from living. You know, we can go on and try to pierce through that bitter cloud that's hanging over everyone's head and just try to be more festive. And that's that's what 2021 feels like to me. It feels like, remember when we had, you know, major disasters, whether it was a natural one or whether it was a, a terrorist attack, you know, whatever. There was There was a period of mourning and a period of sadness, but eventually the human race is resilient and we stand up and we fight for those who've been lost and we move on. Now there just seems to be a reluctance to move on and we can't let that hold us back forever. So I would invite people to, you know, do something fun. Maybe sit down a few days before Christmas, find the holiday soundtrack that's really good for you and write down some memories, some holiday memories that make you smile. You could write them in your journal. You could post them in your blog, do whatever. I just want to encourage people to think of memories that make you smile and want to take you back to the happier times. And if that makes you smile, hopefully that infects you with joy and merriment to the point where you want to go out and help others and make them smile. So, you know, I feel like writing is a great tool to help you know, release emotions. And sometimes we need to release, you know, sad emotion. We need to release sadness and we need to, you know, try to cope with maybe the loss of a loved one or um, the ending of a relationship or whatever. And, And those things are difficult to write about. But, you know, sometimes people write about it. They might have a good cry and they move on. Right now, we need an overwhelming release of happiness. It just seems like the world is so reluctant, maybe a little scared. The media has created this frenzy with this virus all over the place, and everyone's just not sure of where to turn. So I think we need to appreciate what we have and and writing can help us do that. I I really believe that because when we write about our memories, we write about things. Um, one of my most recent blog posts that I had to write for a course that I was in, I shared a memory and I share this with my friends too, you know, about when I was a little girl and I used to have this obsession with batteries and how now today we are reliant on the everyday battery. As a child, I used to think they were toys. I used to think they were fun. And I, uh, well, I wasn't too nice to my batteries. I used to clank them around and make all kinds of fun sounds with them. And uh, my uncle once told me that the batteries will bite me back one day. And, you know, although that was just little kid stuff, I think about it today and I'm like, 
I wonder why my batteries aren't charging in this device. Why do I have to get a new one? Sometimes I wonder if I've got battery karma or something. <laughs> um, but that was one of the things, you know, that I experienced as a child. And it's fun to share those kind of memories because, you know, they help you connect, build connections with other people. And when you're in a community of people who are disabled, sometimes when you try to connect with other people that don't understand or don't know your disability, the memories are are the common ground. You share memories of your childhoods and you come to realize that although your circumstances may be different, your lifestyles may be different, everybody is very much like the other person, very much. You know, they, they, most, most people have a dream and they want to achieve it and they want to, you know, find the means to achieve that dream. Most people have a life of family and friends and love and they want to preserve that, most people. And it's important to respect that and understand that. And that's how you get to know people is I, I feel like the connection between, you know, childhood memories and, you know, maybe you might connect with someone who doesn't have your disability, but maybe had something similar happen to them, you know, good or bad. And you could be there for them and listen to their stories. And, you know, I think that's, that's what it's all about. So think about your holiday soundtrack. What do you like to listen to that gets the creative juices going? For me, it's Christmas music mixed with maybe noises of holiday celebration, nothing too loud, you know, in the background, very soft or a fireplace or maybe a snowy winter's night, you know, um, things like that are very, very, very encouraging to, uh, get the imagination going. I don't just listen to music because to me, for me, the music is more, uh, something I listen to when I'm doing other tasks or when I'm just relaxing. But with the holiday sounds, that's what does it for me. So what is your holiday soundtrack? I'd love to know about that. So tomorrow I'll be back with another topic and we will be raring to go. All right, take care guys. See you then and have a great day. You have been listening to Mel's Podtastic Life. This is episode eight. For more information about the podcast and to subscribe, please visit our website at celestialvoice.net. You can also get in touch with me by emailing me at morningsong24 at gmail.com. Again, that's morningsong24 at gmail.com. And I'm also available on Twitter at morning underscore song. I look forward to hearing from my listeners and comments and suggestions are welcome on the blog, so don't hesitate. Also, if you have any more topics for future podcast episodes, feel free to get in touch with me and we'll make it happen. All right, guys, take care and have a fabulous day. See you next time. Bye. Bye.